live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis. Weird Beard, and likely the only guy in the room that has not had his life affected by the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake whatsoever, me, James Campbell. Oh, well, that's going to change here real quick. You think so? Oh, yeah, because no, if, if you have not been affected by it yet, that means you have not tried to play it, and that is a crime. So, uh, Weird Beard, it's up to me and you. we got to chip in. we got to buy him a copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh, wow. First, do you have a, a PS4? Absolutely, I do. Okay, well, then I'm yeah, in. Deal? We have to convert 30 him. each? Yeah, I feel like we're drug dealers. Like, we're getting a hook right now. <laughs> All right, we're going to do it. Wow, look at that. I tried to make a joke and I ended up getting a free video game. <laughs> Life is grand. All right, one of the most anticipated games of 2020 has finally been released. We'll talk about how gamers are responding to the Final Fantasy VII Remake a little bit later in the show. We're going to start things off talking about the impact of the COVID-19 virus and how esports and other organizations have adjusted to the current crisis we're all facing. Because pretty much uh, almost everyone and everything going on in the world right now has been affected in some way, shape, or form by the COVID-19 virus. Whether it's professional sports, esports, normal day-to-day activities, everyone is feeling some sort of an effect. And with most esports organizations canceling big events or postponing tournaments, there are still some that have found a way to keep active. And and other companies that rely on professional sports to generate income have actually found a way to lateral into the esports world, like the sports betting. So, Rob, you have some info on how the Overwatch League has kind of made an adjustment. Well, yeah, I mean, Overwatch League, League of Legends, uh, uh, I also think the, the CSGO scene, I think those are probably the three biggest ones that have transitioned the most easily to, uh, you know, performing all the matches online. Obviously, it would be great to be able to get, you know, back in the, the studios and, in, you know, the arenas and whatnot and play in front of the, the, the crowds. But the fact that we have the ability to do these from the safety of the team houses and still maintain competitive uh, uh, integrity, I think is important. Uh, League of Legends, I think, actually just wrapped up. Uh, uh, CSGO, they're, they, I don't think they ever stopped playing, honestly. No, they, <laughs> they just had the North American finals where uh, it was Evil Geniuses mm-hmm. was defeated by Team Liquid. So, like, they were right in the middle of season play and yeah. it was literally not even a yeah. blip. Uh, I mean, Overwatch is doing great now, too. Uh, traditional sports, though, still continuing to struggle. You know, it's great to see, you know, some of them are starting to try to embrace their esports side a little bit j- just to, you know, m- make sure that people stay aware that, hey, you know, the NFL, NBA, you know, <laughs> we're still around, we're doing stuff. But uh, what you had mentioned, I think, is probably the biggest impact from sort of the esports in the mainstream uh, side of things is the fact that, you know, I think it's Nevada and New Jersey have both uh, uh, approved gambling for some esports, yeah. uh, which uh, came across your radar, and, and you actually wanted us to help you out with a little something here today. Yeah, so speaking of like sports gambling and betting, like uh, that kind of stuff. Um, do you I, normally do a lot of sports betting? I'm Is not that something a big gambler, into? no, but there's certain things that, are, that might intrigue my interest. So I got involved with DraftKings through the Royal Rumble, so WWE Royal Rumble. Had like a, oh, wait, wait, that's 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 wrestling, professional yes, wrestling, professional wrestling, and they do a draft for it. Well, they have like you, you can pick like who do you think is going to be the first wrestler to come into the ring? Who's going to last long? Okay, who's that's throw that's the most all. Out? That's all scripted, though, James. But you don't know but that. So, like, as the as the better, it's Correct. still like oh, okay, a, a, a all guess. right, I guess. As the gambler, you don't know these details. There's somebody behind the scenes that does uh, Vince McMahon, uh, being <laughs> one of them. Um, but you don't know. It's, it's pretty much a whole bunch of like speculation bets that you can bet on the Royal Rumble. Okay, all right. And most recently, I had an email come through from that same company saying, "Hey, esports. You want to bet on esports? Oh yeah." And in my mind, I'm like, I sit in a room with 
two to three of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met in the world of esports and gaming. Low bar, I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm like, we're also the only ones you know in esports and gaming, right? Well, fair enough. Okay. But, I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, I'm trying to pay you guys a compliment. A way to spit in my face. Just make some fast cash betting on some of these players. And they have it set up to where League of Legends, CSGO, and Rocket League you can actually build fantasy teams. Dude, we're the card counters. We're going to teach him how to, like, we're going to take a casino for all of its money right (laughs) now. And, I mean, so looking at some of these prizes on the line, like, for a $10 bet, you could win ten grand if you come in first place. So $10 to ten grand, that is... Huge. All right, so so you're you're here. Is, is the plan here to ask us for our advice? Does that mean that we get a cut of the a cut, a cut of Absolutely. the profits as well? Absolutely. All right, all right. I can get in on this. Okay. I will recoup the. I will recoup whatever I have to spend for my initial bet, and then the rest of the whatever we win, I will split four ways. All right. Four so uh, uh, I don't think we can really do League of Legends because it's actually it's actually about to wrap up here uh, uh, real quick. And I don't know a whole lot about Rocket League, but you said CS:GO was on there. Yes, CS:GO was on there. And I'm actually right. uh, I'm sitting in a pool. I can't actually submit my teams or anything like that for like another 22 or 23 hours, depending on when the the match starts. But uh, I do have an entry in a CS:GO pool, and now we need to build a team. Around that. All right. Well, I'm 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 looking to you, Rick. Uh, Weird beard. What do we got here, man? What do you think? So I think what we have to do first is I will break down all the different roles of what's kind of in there and how they do the scoring. Okay. On it. And I will translate that so everyone at home knows what you're talking about. Done. Sounds and then uh, you know, then we'll probably probably pull a draft, get you a team. James. So should I give you a heads up? Do you need to know? Like, okay, there's gonna be one team captain. You pick a captain, mm-hmm. and then I think there's five players you have to pick, and the captain cannot be one of the five players. Correct. So you're looking to pick a total of six players. Yes. And you have a salary cap of 50 grand. Unfortunately, not having access to all the players and what their salaries are to build your team, we'll kind of just have to... We'll, we'll ballpark it. Yeah. All right, so these guys are going to give me a hand in drafting my very first fantasy esports team. But we'll get to that next, because right now, it's time for this Close Shave of the Week. Time is up. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP's Close Shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. This week's Close Shave comes from the hottest tournament in Apex Legends right now. Thanks to our partners at Ultimate Gaming Championship. All month through April, you can stay home and game to fight against the spread of COVID-19. For more details, head on over to ugcevents.gg slash shutdown showdown. Right now, listen to the sounds of these players come in clutch as they were crowned the Week 2 champions of the tournament. Watch watch the rest. Watch the rest. Get close to that uh, portal. Go outside. Let's go! Let's go! That's what I'm talking about! Teamwork, baby! Yeah. Who's one shot, bro? Curl, heal up and then go check. Oh, we won! Let's go! Let's go, boys. That was a huge pop-off game. Alright, congratulations to Week 2's champions of the tournament. If you're interested in signing up to show you've got the stuff it takes to win, make sure you make sure you head on over to checkpointxp.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're talking about building a fantasy team on DraftKings. We're going to build a team for me to win some cash. Yeah, you said it was like $10,000? $10,000. All right. So first, what we have to understand is a little bit of what CSGO is, right? Like, it's a shooter game, and you have an offense and a defense, essentially. Uh, The difference between a game like Counter-Strike and League of Legends is that in Counter-Strike, the players don't have specific roles, right? Like, they're just... Everybody can kind of essentially does the same thing. Yeah, whatever they want. You're all soldiers on the field. Yeah, so they, they take unofficial turns. 
terms, right? Like you have somebody that's like an entry fragger. That's the guy that usually goes in first and tries to get the first kill. He's, he's breaching the door and initiating your combat. Yeah, so he dies all the time, but sometimes he, you he's know, like your bullet sponge. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, and to to understand. Also, along with that, you need to know how this stuff is scored. So if you're going to fill this out right now along with us, understand that a first kill is uh, obviously the first player who gets a kill in a round. Uh, Clutch 1vx means that there's one person left on one team, and x's, it could be two or three or four players. So a clutch 1v5 means you were the last person alive, and you killed everybody else on the team by yourself. Correct. Quad kill, super easy. Four kills in a single round. And uh, a round is is the time in between the timer each time like so in counter-strike there's 30 rounds it counts down every single time that's a round right so we already talked about an entry fragger there's a guy called an opper he's like the the boss man an op is a sniper rifle in counter-strike okay so they have really high kill rates because they're there to just like kapow 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 and blow everybody one kill yes um somebody that you would want to like draft there would be a guy named device Device is known as one of the top oppers essentially in the game, uh, and he has a kill-death ratio of 1.26. So for every time he dies, he kills, theoretically, 1.26 people, <laughs> right? Wow, okay. Um, your leader, your IGL, uh, is essentially the guy that's calling all the shots. He's he's the one that's running it and saying, like, hey, we're going to take the bomb to the A site, and we're doing this. He's your QB. Yeah, exactly. Quarterback, yeah. Yes. So an IGL stands for? In-game leader. Aha, that makes sense when you said leader. Yes. Okay. So, like, uh, somebody you would want to draft there would be Glaive, G-L-A-1-V-E. Because uh, he's known uh, for being a really good in-game leader and also being okay since he's on Astralis, which is like a very, you know, competitive team. Oh, they were unstoppable a few years ago. Yeah, so they're they're one that you really want to get into. So a good um, leader from a great team, that's a, mm-hmm. g- a good person to have on, on my fantasy team. Yeah, because they're going to get carried, right? Like, you know, they may not be the best player, but if you're mm-hmm. surrounded by the best teammates, it's still going to be worth the fantasy points. Okay. You know, to be able to score. I got that down, Glaive. Um, and then support, another one that you want to grab is uh, Zipnix. It's X-Y-P-N-X. Yep, and uh, support, you know, that's somebody who basically, I mean, just like it says, they support your team. In other games, you'd probably have healing abilities. I was say, do they do healing Which stuff? CSGO doesn't have, yeah. but, you know, they, they they support in other ways. You know, usually trying to, to hang back a little bit, help to call things out. Um, they probably have uh, uh, um, uh, Molotovs laying down cover fire and suppressive fire and stuff like that. Yeah, like they're the guy that holds up the back. And so they're almost a distraction for the uh, opponents while kind of, somebody yeah. else in the, the team is trying to make a move or make a fl- uh, like try to flank the enemy. Type. Exactly. Okay. So, um, you know, like those are just a few examples of different players you might want to draft if you're going in and, and putting money down on this. Uh, I'll actually put up on our website at CheckpointXP.com a list of all of the players that I would want to draft if I was making my fantasy oh, I draft love it. pick. Oh, yes, nice. that's um, perfect. That's and, a great guy. And then that way you'll be able to win some money off of me. I could be winning money. Checkpoint XP listeners could be winning money. We might be on to a whole new business. <laughs> <laughs> Esports gambling, uh, you know, the gambling yeah, book. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep my money in my pocket. But if you win anything and want to throw some my way, I am not going to turn it down. Awesome. Well, sounds good. Well, looks like my fantasy esports team is well on its way to winning some cash. Hopefully, uh, once Weird Beard posts that list on CheckpointXP.com, he can help you along your 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 journey to win some cash in esports betting. But coming up in a bit, we're going to talk about unique ways gamers are getting social during social distancing. But first, one of the most anticipated games of 2020 is finally out. We'll talk about initial reactions to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And some are saying the game might be too easy. That's all next when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Get in the game. What are we, what? 
missing. The number one esports and video game radio show, Checkpoint XP, with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard, where gaming lives. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard, broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my God! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Weird Beard, as well as Checkpoint XP's very own Animal Crossing Master Taylor. Robbie Landis, you're killing it with the uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, outfits. yeah. I, I look. I, I have to admit, uh, I was on the fence about picking up Animal Crossing. I never played the original, and that type of game never really spoke to me. But my girlfriend got it, so I'm like, it'll be something cool we can do. I did not think that what I would be spending the most of my time doing is designing clothes in that game. <laughs> have Vera Wang or Hugo Boss hit you up yet? Not yet, but I'm telling you, man, that like you know, brands should look into getting their branded stuff into games like this. If you don't think that people would like rock Nikes like left and right in that game. You are sorely mistaken. James, do you pay for digital Nikes on your Animal Crossing player? I would consider it. Ooh. I would consider it. I've paid uh, a good chunk of change for a mystical unicorn to ride around on in Realm Royale, so it's not it's not beneath me whatsoever. One of the most highly anticipated games of 2020 has finally been released. Of course, we're talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, after being pushed back from its initial release date of March 3rd and then more delay speculations due to the coronavirus crisis, the Final Fantasy VII Remake is finally here. And I know a few of the Checkpoint XP crew have had some time uh, playing it. Robbie Landis and Checkpoint XP producer Callie have put in a, a good amount of time, and they're going to share their initial thoughts on the game so far. Yeah, so the first thing that, that, that I should let people know is that I am probably one of the biggest Final Fantasy fans, like, period. Like, that was the game that made me a gamer, right? That made me realize that games can be more than just your Mario's or your Tetris's. It's the game that made that. Yeah, it's the game that made you a man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, essentially, yeah. You know, it, it taught me a lot of a lot of lessons and, and proved that games can be on the same level as music or movies or TVs and really move you, right? Uh, now, now it is the Final Fantasy VII remake, which means. Yeah, there was actually another game uh, uh, called Final Fantasy VII back in 1997 when it was released. Uh, big narrative-driven story, you know, about this this uh, group of uh, activists that you know set out to save the planet from this uh, uh, big sort of mega corporation that's you know draining it dry. Well, and I never it, realized that was yeah, the storyline well, behind the game. It yeah. actually it actually ends up getting bigger than that because you realize there's more to it than it seems, and you know you end up. Uh, uh, meeting the big bad guy who actually wants to destroy the planet to See, that's what's funny is to like- reincarnate himself with his mother and it's it it goes Whoa. crazy, and wow. you have to, and you have to stop the planet from being destroyed. Essentially, it's funny okay. because there's a lot of people from the outside that would just be like, "Oh, that's a game about swinging a big sword." And it's no, like, uh, no, there's yeah. there's a lot more to it. Uh, the remake, though, what's interesting is the remake is actually part of that story. Uh, they're actually because they're expounding on it and and you know diving deeper into it and just creating this bigger world for you to explore. That this game, which is like fifty to sixty hours, if you play fully through it, like 100% through it, yeah. is only like the first eight hours of the original game. So there's really? going to be more parts wow. down the road here. Obviously, you know, they, the, the gameplay is a lot different as well, but I, I think what's really interesting and really special about this game is that despite being a remake of a game from 97, this is a, and, and, and technically the seventh installment of the Final Fantasy franchise, it's a great point for new people to jump in. You know, it doesn't, 
you don't have to have played the original one. In fact, I feel like this one might be a better jumping in point because there are certain story beats that they're able to explore more fully and just really sort of bring you into it. Uh, Callie, you actually, I think, reluctantly played through the original but wasn't the biggest fan of it, but you're loving the remake. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the Final Fantasy franchise. I owe my career to the Final Fantasy franchise, which is a weird thing to say. Robbie and I both got our start <laughs> podcasting about these games. Huh. Uh, it, it would not be short to say that my career was built on saying mean things about Square Enix, the makers of the game. I love this remake so much, and for the first wow, time in 12 years, I have to say nice it. things about it. Can it's you, can so you well wave done. the white flag real quick and apologize to Square Enix? Never. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't undo all the bad stuff that they've done, but you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, what about this game has you so enthralled? Yeah, sell me. If I'm somebody who's never played a Final Fantasy game, why this yeah, one? Yeah, we're, we're, we're buying this game for James, so, so let's get James excited for this. Why should he want to play this game? Yeah, help me get their money's worth. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> oh, I think it's, it's twofold. I think first and foremost, the thing for me is the characters. The characters okay. are actually very interesting. They play off each other really well. You grow to care about them and their participation in the story very quickly. What's, what's really great about that too is, you know, Cloud's character as an ex-soldier and like this mercenary type, he doesn't really seem to want to have anything to do with him. He just wants to get paid, get the job done, and get out. And so, you know, if you're going into it kind of a little reluctant about it, like, I don't know that I'm going to like this, you're actually in Cloud's shoes. And, you know, when when they're trying to basically get, get him to like them, and he starts to slowly open up, that's you as well. It's like the same thing. You know, there's this really great way that you sort of fit into the boots of the main character. By playing the game, you're almost actually, you're personally feeling the same emotions yeah. that the character is just by being involved in the interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, yeah. now, I know that one of the things that, that you're concerned about, because we talked about, you know, role-playing games in the past, your RPGs on the show yes. before, and you don't like it's it when they get super complicated. Yeah, complicated casting spells and the different turns. Mm-hmm. And, and now, and, and honestly, the, the gameplay and combat system, as great as it is, I could see for some people who aren't used to this type of gameplay that being the case. It could be really difficult. As a seasoned RPG player, I have fights that I'm losing on sure. a few times. I feel like if you had to put this on a difficulty curve of like 1 to 10, right, where is this kind <laughs> seven. of... 7. If, <laughs> if Dark Souls is a 10, this is a 6. Yeah, 6 or 7. Uh, but what's interesting, too, is that this does actually have a... Uh, you know, when you first start playing it, you can select a difficulty, which you can also uh, uh, change within the game. But the difficulty setting actually makes it so that you can pay more attention to the story and not have to worry a whole lot about the systems themselves, which I think would be perfect for someone of your demeanor, James. Interesting. And I think uh, it's going to get us to our next point about the, 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 the easy level. Some people are saying is a little bit too easy. We'll talk about that because right now it's time for this week's Nailed It and Failed It. We're going to start things off with Who Nailed It? From the high highs, an absolute monster, to the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. Over the weekend, Carpe of Philadelphia Fusion hit a major milestone. In their match against the Atlanta Reign, Carpe got his 4,000th lifetime final blow. The first player to cross that mark in the entire league. He's like the Barry Bonds of Overwatch. Wow, so this is like hitting a home run, huh? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a huge milestone. So the second closest person is Profit from the Soul Dynasty, who hasn't even hit 3,500 yet. So he's hugely 
and far. A whole 500 killing blows ahead of the next person. And there are people arguing that they don't think that Carpe like is even in the conversation for like the greatest of all time. And he's hitting major things like this. There's actually another stat. I think it was uh, uh, solo kills. He's hit 500 solo kills first in the entire league. Wow. So it sounds very impressive. Let's hear how that play went down. See Carpe move towards the right side. He's gotten over his 4,000 final he's done blows it. now. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to Carpe. Yeah. Solidifying his place uh, in the record books in Overwatch with 4,000 final blows. The first player to reach them. Truly an incredible achievement. And Matt, the best part is he's not slowing down. Yeah, and he had a whole season that you would consider an off-season. <laughs> like, like, a, like a not up to par. Congratulations to Carpe and the Fusion, who are now 8-1 and one in the season for nailing it this week. Find out how Valorant, the new hot game on Twitch right now, is involved in our Failed It this week. That's coming up in the next hour. And remember, if you ever missed any of our Nailed It and Failed It moments, head on over to CheckpointXP.com to see them all. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were talking earlier about the Final Fantasy VII Remake finally being available to play. It's been getting a lot of positive response. But one thing that some people are complaining about in the game is that the easy mode is too easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm already... <laughs> I reject the notion of, of the fact that, like, an easy mode existing somehow ruins oh, other oh, people's and, experiences. And people are not... Uh, are, are in that same boat as you are. But, yeah, there was a Kotaku uh, uh, article that went up. Uh, and this author, basically, he was having problems with a fight on the normal mode. So he switched to easy mode. And this fight that, you know, he was banging his head against basically took him, like, 30 seconds to beat. So he's, like, basically, after, after beating it in, like, 30 seconds, he didn't feel fulfilled, right? There was no challenge there. So he's right. like, the easy mode is too easy. Well, and, and I mean, I will say, in his defense, when they say easy mode, they definitely mean like, oh, oh, you couldn't okay, do it? All right, okay, all right, we'll but, walk you through all right, it. But still, at the same time, you don't get to bump down the difficulty and then still try to claim to some sort of like, oh, well, you know what? I still beat it. You either get to Agreed. feel the accomplishment of beating it or you don't. I think it's funny because like, if you remember 80s arcade games, right? There was no beating it. Like it was, no. the, it was the thing of myth and legend <laughs> no. that, like, hey, I, I somehow am so good at Donkey Kong that I was able to go through every single level. It wasn't like there expected. are. Hold on, no, there are some kill screen. You're right. It wasn't expected, but there was such thing as a kill screen getting to the end when the game basically was just like, look, your score is so high. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You're, that, you're done. That's <laughs> fine. I just find it funny that there's like an entire subsection of people that demand that they are the ones that deserve to win. But like, see, it's Rick, different. It's different games now it, it it's not about just winning it's about watching the story you know imagine if, if if you had to overcome trials to get through a movie right and if you're not strong enough to to, to do that i you, guess you don't get to see the end of the movie get, yeah you never get to the end that's it Rick, sorry I, I resent that though i'm telling you man 80s arcade games you won those games when you got the high score and made the kid next to you cry that's it. that is how you win <laughs> You had to be able to dig deep. I just find it like what? What are they? Is that yeah, essentially feel like it? Dug. Yes. Okay. But but here's here's the reason why even like easy modes or or you know some games call them story modes are important. First of all, for people like James, that's not supposed to be an insult of, of any type. No, I, you I'm, leave a I'm very a simpleton when it comes to games. Well, so I, I mean not just that. You lead a very very busy <laughs> life, you know, and, and it's tough for you to be able to to uh, uh, you know get the experiences that you need to be able to talk about stuff yeah, on this I don't show. Have the time to grind it out. Is Fifty you know, sixty hours. Grind no. it out and level up and get all that XP. But 
knowing that you can sit down, you know, one, two hours a week and make through make it through some of this game and not have to remember, oh, you know, how was it that it played? What strategy do I have to use, yeah. you know, on this one? There's a way to cut the, some of the fat out. I'm all for that. Cut some of the fat exactly. out and just give me, like, the, the meat and potatoes of the, of the game. Boom. So you're saying that, that James doesn't deserve to experience Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Weird Beard? That's, that's not. How did we end up here? This is not at all <laughs> what I was arguing for. So if you're looking for fulfillment in the game, maybe stick to the normal difficulty. If you're I mean, looking for a way just to kind of get past a, a part that's too hard, go for the easy mode. If you want to feel like you accomplished something, normal or hard mode after you beat the game, but if you're just looking for the fulfillment of the story, there's nothing wrong with playing easy mode. If you're like most people, you're probably spending a lot of time at home with family. If you could trade your family members for video game characters, who would you want to be quarantined with? We'll talk about that coming up in a bit, because ahead next... Robbie had his weekend ruined. Uh-oh. What almost completely derailed his weekend plans of nonstop Final Fantasy VII Remake? We'll find out next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around... No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, as well as Robbie Landis and Checkpoint XP's best Just Dance dad, Weird Beard. Do you know what my tag is on Just Dance? What is your tag? What is it? Fresh to death. And Fresh to death. So whenever I want to match against somebody in uh, <laughs> in Just Dance, it comes up on screen where it goes, Weird Beard, fresh to death. Okay, and, and by when you beat someone, you literally just mean your daughter. Absolutely. She's eight years old. She's nowhere near as good as me. I don't know. That video that I saw, you looked like you were lagging behind. Maybe maybe you were a few rounds in, but you looked a little winded, man. Uh, I got to work on my conditioning. <laughs> it's not there anymore. Well, you'll always be my best Just Dance dad. Great. <laughs> All right, over the weekend, Robbie Landis has some plans to play a whole lot of Final <sighs> Fantasy VII Remake. But unfortunately, the universe came in and kind of destroyed all those plans. The, Robbie, the, what happened? The, the the original plan was from Thursday at midnight when it was released, just stream that thing till Sunday night and, oh. and only take breaks for sleeping, basically. Hold on. Sleeping before before you tell yes. this story, you already sound very stressed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> just recounting this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, basically what happened was is I had to have a, t- a tooth removed, right? I had to have it, have, had, had it yanked out. Like an out. emergency extraction? Yeah, emergency extraction. Oh so I, I streamed Thursday night. That was no problem. And when I woke up Friday, I had this pain in the back of my jaw and one of my teeth. And I'm, I'm like, it'll probably go away. You know, I took some Tylenol, had, had some Origel. And then, like, it migrated to, like, a tooth above it. And then, Ooh. like, my jaw was cramping. And I'm like, look, with quarantine on, I need to get this this sorted yeah. quicker rather than later because it's going to be hard to get in someplace, right? You're not going to be able to put it off for three weeks. Exactly. And if I start, and if I did, who knows what it could feel like a week from now, yeah, right? you have to find some, um, some uh, back alley dental work. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go get one of the wrenches out of the tool shed or something. Uh, so I called the place up, and they were actually like, well, can you come in today? And I'm like, right now? Still in my pajamas? They're like, yeah, we're open right now. Hell you yeah. probably could have put your, your pants on. You know? uh, so I did. I'm like, yeah, no, I have to get changed, but sure, I'll be in there in a bit. So I go in there and you know because of the covid thing all types of like procedures oh, I, I, I like documents that i've never had to sign before they're like you know you're consenting that this is a pandemic and you're in here blah 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 uh but go in there and they're like you know we can fix it with the root canal that'll be a thousand dollars after uh insurance or we can pull it out for a hundred dollars after insurance and it's one of my back ones so i'm like nobody's gonna see that my smile <laughs> yank it out Ow. i am not dropping a thousand bucks on a tooth 
Um, but because of that now, you know, I get back home and it's, it's bleeding and I have the gauze in there and stuff. I don't want to get on stream or something like this and yeah. trying to entertain people. But I also didn't want to play the game off stream either. You can't. It's, uh, it's like mean, cheating. You're, you're in a relationship with your audience. And you, it's like watching <laughs> exactly. an episode of Netflix. Can't exactly. Do it. So I'm just sitting here like playing Animal Crossing now and seeing all these tweets and people talking about the FF7 <laughs> oh, no. remake. And I'm lagging behind. I and I just felt out. like... It was uh, it was so terrible. So like all all all, all Friday, I didn't get to play anything, and even on Saturday for most of the day, I wasn't feeling that great. Huge, you know, tooth pain and stuff. And yeah. man, guys, it really it re- even now, like I'm still disappointed. I should be way further in it than I am, and I feel like you know someone like Callie, who's who's you know I think twice as far as I am, and who hated the original one. I feel like I'm you know like letting myself down a little bit because like I'm the Final Fantasy VII guy, and I'm only like five or six hours into it. Okay. You're worried somebody else in the crew is going to take that title from you. No, they're not going to take the title oh. from me. No. The, the bigger mm-hmm. question: Would you go back in time? And keep the tooth if it meant you got to be further ahead in the game. No, no, because even with the pain, like the pain was so much, I would not have been able to play with the pain going. Well, have you ever had a weekend of gaming ruined by something the universe just put in your way? Let us know about it on social media. Shoot us a tweet at Checkpoint XP. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. A video went viral over the weekend of a dad breaking out the old school Nintendo 64 and GoldenEye. They teach his sunny boy a little lesson. What's, uh, what's going on with that video, Robbie? Yeah, so, I mean, you, you basically set it up here. It seems like the son, uh, you know, had probably uh, uh, taught his dad a lesson or two in Call of Duty. So the dad wanted to teach his son a little bit of humility, busted out the old Nintendo 64, got Goldeneye set up. And uh, let's take a quick listen here. All right. Oh, player. Oh, player. This is your ass, player. This is your ass, player. You'll learn about this, player. Sounds like Daddy Boy wanted to show his son the OG first-person shooter. I don't know about you guys. That's like one of the first-person shooters I really got into. I I would say that Goldeneye honestly probably started, or or, or at least where where the first-person shooter genre is today, I think it owes a lot to Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Can we talk about how bad that video looked, though? Oh, it's terrible. Goldeneye is bad. I, oh, it's all the, the <laughs> polygon faces and arms. You see it in Final Fantasy VII too, though, because oh, like, okay, hold on, hold the, on. The, the female characters Final in that Fantasy game. VII a little bit different. That's a little bit more stylized. Okay, all, all, it's a little bit more stylized. All I'm saying is Not going back. More. Not and that you, much. You, you think Tifa mm. is your crush, and then you remember looking. Tifa at her. is still best girl. I will fight you. Do we? You know what? You know what? Speaking of Tifa, these hands are rated E for everyone. I will throw down if I need to. Don't you dare disrespect well, before you her throw like down, that. Let's explain who Tifa is. Sorry, yeah, Tifa's one of the main characters in Final Fantasy uh, 7. She's okay. also uh, scantily very, clad. Scantily clad, very well endowed. She was a lot of a so sort a of sexy big boob video game character. Yeah, she she was gotcha. she was that, that one of she was definitely the first crush for a lot of uh, so she's uh, the, uh, the video game boys character that, that uh, actually turned Robbie into a man. Yes. <laughs> 
So, like, James... Uh, I think I played some Tomb Raider before Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. So, Lara Croft yeah. here. After seeing the dad kind of lay the smack down like that, is there a game that you would be able to just just whoop anybody? We were in a weird beard situation where we actually had a child. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they embarrassed us in something like Fortnite or whatnot. What would you bust out to reassert your dominance over your child. <laughs> good. good. Yeah. For me, the closest game I, I can think of would be like a Punch-Out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Punch-Out, whichever you want to know. Wow, going way back. But only because I know that's a game I can sit down, plug the controller in, and I'm going to go from the first fight all the way up to probably maybe Super Macho Man or Soda Popinski without even dying. Really? Yes. I'm making, You're that I might get knocked good. down a couple times. It's I got to blow some of the rust off. <laughs> but it's been a while, mm-hmm. but I know I can definitely get up to Soda Popinski and possibly Super Macho Man like that. All right, what, what, what about you? Snap. No, you, you could go first, Ooh, Weird Beard. You okay. actually have a kid. What do you do to teach her humility in gaming besides just take everything away like the evil person you are? Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, oh, she she still just doesn't have the coordination quite there yet because newer platformers, like the games where you jump from platform to platform to platform and collect stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. like are much more forgiving than the NES, which was kind of not polished. Not forgiving at all Yeah, so most like games. being able to play that or like even an early like Contra, you know what I mean? Like a game that they just, kids have no concept of those being played <laughs> anymore. You have an automatic edge. It's uh-huh. my competitive All right, win. fair enough. Uh, for me, it would have to be from the PlayStation 2 era. It was another first-person shooter, Time Splitters 2. Ooh, wow, Time I haven't heard that You guys remember Time, time Splitters? I yeah. Do. When it came to Time Splitters, you know, I, th- I think in the same way that this dad probably busted out Goldeneye, like that was just my first-person shooter where, like, I was Neo. I was one with it. I was seeing, <laughs> I was seeing ones and zeros, like explosives on. I could just throw them at walls and, like, clip people through walls. My sisters refused to play it against me. I I want to see Robbie times. play this game now. I'm I want to see it live in action. It's been a while, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I still have it somewhere. I could probably bust it out. You know, the PS5's backwards compatible. I'll be able to throw that in there. Maybe we'll get some Time Splitters 2 going on well, there you go. uh, sometime in 2021. So is there a game you could school somebody in? Let us know on Twitter by shooting us a tweet at CheckpointXP. And coming up, if you're a gamer on a budget, we have your free game of the week. Find out which game you can get for zero de Niro in just a little bit. Because ahead next, gaming has really become a way for people to socialize with friends during the COVID-19 crisis. There have been some very unique ways gamers have created. We'll find out what some gamers are doing to beat the social distancing blues when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting in the Overwatch League, competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. Some teams have also had to forfeit due to COVID-19. Turning our attention to the spring split of the League of Legends LCS, the playoffs are underway and are being played online as well. This weekend will play host to the final two matches of the spring. First, Evil Geniuses take on FlyQuest, with the winner advancing to face Cloud9 in the Grand Finals. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. April 18th was supposed to play host to the mix-up in Lyon, France. However, that event has been postponed until July 18th. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. You can find that over at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell, along with Weird Beard and Yoshi's favorite baking assistant in the cookie factory, Robbie Landis. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, I could never play the game myself. Uh, I don't know what it is about puzzle games, or at least being that young, but I was terrible at Yoshi's Cookie Factory. My grandpa had to play all the levels for me. Did you consider that a form of cheating? Did you like feel bad having to go get him? No, and be like, no, no, because because back then I just wanted to see the cutscenes in between. I wanted to see how big that cookie got that was always chasing Yoshi. You just did not care about it. I did not care at it. all. Yeah, instant <laughs> gratification, man. I'm starting to feel like one of Robbie's earliest video game experiences was more like elder abuse. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> play the game. Grandpa, we gotta play the game. Play the game, Grandpa! Actually, my grandparents just reached out to me. They want me to help them find a good, cheap laptop to uh, to buy with their stimulus check yeah. so that they have something uh, to play games on because their tablets are like loaded up with all types of Amazon junk and it slows down and stuff. So like, we want laptops. Help us find your one. And I'm like, when you get that money, let me know. Just don't put uh, Yoshi's Cookie Factory or whatever <laughs> I don't even it. think you could at this the point. The only way to prevent the elder abuse in Robbie's household. There have been some very unique ways gamers have been using video games to still be social, but also abide by social distancing rules. Games like Animal Crossing, Fortnite, and World of Warcraft have given players the venue to still do normal social things while in the game, but not violating any of those rules. Robbie, I think you have some info on something that's going on in Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I think Animal Crossing is definitely the most recent and, and right now the most visible way of doing this. And uh, this idea actually came to me uh, when uh, there, there were some screenshots going around of people who started on their islands setting up memorials for like, you know, uh, uh, there's one person who, whose dog had just died, so they set up like a little tombstone. Uh, there was another uh, uh, lady who had talked about how her grandma and her mom had been best friends, and, you know, we're always interested in watching her play games, so she, she had set up two, like, uh, rocking chairs on the beach to, like, look at the, the, the sunset oh, every night. Nice. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just, you know, stuff like that is just, like, really cool, and, and like, uh, I, I can't even put it into words, but just seeing really sweet stuff like that, I think, shows the power behind games. But, you know, you would also mention, you know, Fortnite uh, uh, has done great events, such as the whole black hole thing. Yeah, I remember when the, the, the rocket launch, launch, the yeah, rocket launch where, like, happened. shattered and, the like, uh, Marshmallow's sky. dance party. But, like, so the rocket launch for me was huge because I remember that morning, Saturday morning, I believe is when it happened. All of a sudden, my fiance is like, hey, are you going to watch this rocket launch in Fortnite? Because you know, I play, she knows I, I know I play Fortnite. Supportive. Oh, yeah, it's always know? nice when like your non-gamer, like you know, relatives and whatnot, bring something to you, like they're thinking. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. I'm like the rocket launch. I don't know what. What's what's the <laughs> rocket launch? So then I started googling, and like, there's going to be this big event where at this certain time, everybody can experience the same exact thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to check this out. Uh, mostly thinking I'm going to put this on my Twitch stream in hopes that I get a, a bigger audience or something that's going to happen. But it ended up being a really cool moment with a bunch of gamers I've never met, but we're all kind of just standing around watching this rocket launch. And it only happened the one time. It'll yeah, never happen again. One, exactly. I was like, I, we just captured a moment of video game history right now. See, and that's gone all the way back to uh, games that are called MMOs, massively multiplayer online games like World of Warcraft, right? That's like the biggest one where there's hundreds of thousands of people live in this little game world all at the same time. So things that happen in there, you know, like are happening real time for all these different people. Mm -hmm. And they do things like um, there was even one in another MMO called Final Fantasy 14. Where they blew up the world. Yes. That one. Yeah. The original incarnation of the game flopped so bad they wanted to recreate it. So like, how can we actually weave this into the game itself? So there's a big event where a meteor actually hit the like like the world and everyone got disconnected at the same time. Really, and then it was offline for two years before it came back and the game was better than ever. Wow! I didn't, they actually 
they actually they ended an the game. They wow. did. Yeah. Yep. A digital apocalypse. That's that's wild to me. And see, Robbie was even talking about uh, Animal Crossing earlier. They were actually, I don't know if you've seen this video, it was going around on Twitter, uh, but they were playing like uh, musical chairs in Animal Crossing. So like there's chairs that they set so up. So you can still play games and stuff with, like with friends. Yeah. And like, it's funny because people, it's not, it's not hard coded. It's not like Animal Crossing was promoting, hey, come and play yeah. musical chairs. They, they somebody... made that their own within yes. the game and put yeah. it on themselves. Uh, uh, I saw a teacher who was like having class, like had actually set up a classroom on their island and invited some really? of the students in to like have a little lecture like within Animal Crossing. It's just, it, it's amazing the type of stuff that people are doing with this. Yeah, so like these are some of the things that I find the most interesting and the coolest parts about video games. When you can take normal, regular outdoor or whatever interperson, interpersonal like activities and then recreate them digitally in a video game. And I, I can't wait to see what the future brings, especially with some of the COVID-19 crisis stuff going on, what we're going to see down the roads. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. If you're looking for something to do during the quarantine, how about you compete in an esports tournament for charity? The Shutdown Showdown is a weekly Apex Legends tournament with all proceeds benefiting No Kid Hungry. You can check it out every Tuesday in April. It costs $10 to sign up, and you can sign up solo or with your friends. Check it out and more info at ugcevents.gg slash shutdown showdown. We know a lot of you out there are gamers gaming on a budget. Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. What game do we have this week, Robbie? This week we are looking at Assassin's Creed 2, which Ooh. has you taking on the role of Ezio Auditore, an assassin in the Renaissance uh, back in Italy. And uh, he's basically going around trying to right the wrongs of some uh, corrupt individuals. Now, Ubisoft Assassin's Creed is a franchise that took the industry by storm in 2007 and went on to sell more than 8 million units globally. The general direction I gave to the team for AC2 was quite simple. Diversity. Give players more options in all aspects of the game. So Assassin's Creed 2 is this epic story of family, vengeance, and conspiracy set in the pristine yet brutal backdrop of a renaissance Italy. Ezio befriends Leonardo da Vinci, takes on Florence's most powerful families, and ventures through the canals of Venice where he learns to become a master assassin. Now this is like the the DNA of Assassin's Creed's games because there's like all kinds of Assassin's Creed's. Yeah, there's they, a bunch of them out there. And they take place in all kinds of different time, pl- time periods, periods and places. Yeah. But number like two was the best the out one. of the entire series series. This is the one this to the play. The yes. best one? Yeah. I wish you would have been told that when I bought Odyssey. <laughs> uh, I mean, Odyssey, no, Odyssey's actually still good because a lot of them more recently, a lot of the later ones weren't very good. They were turning them out like every six months. Yeah, I remember and there's a bunch of them. Yeah, they were, they were garbage. But Origins, Odyssey's still very good. But this one's for free. You Look, you essentially get to be John Wick in the Renaissance. Like, what, what more reason do you need to check a game out, so right? So can you describe a little bit, like, what the gameplay is like? Because it's a lot of sneaking around. Right. Like, so you're literally an assassin. It's, it's it's an action-adventure game, right? So, you know, you're, you're basically free exploring the open city of Italy. And, yeah, you have to assassinate people. You get all kinds of different ways to do that. The main, which is, like, your hidden blade. I'm sure, you know, you've probably seen it before. But it's, like, this, this gauntlet that you have that spikes out this, like, little dagger. But eventually you get, like, poisons that you can use, uh, 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 you know, crossbows and, like, a little sort of gun bullet thing you can put in there as well. So it give you all sorts of different tools to be able to do that, but you get to run across like buildings and do parkour stuff. If you like uh, a Tomb Raider game or yeah, maybe like a good comparison. An, an Uncharted kind okay. of 
Like those would be this would be another game up your alley that you'd maybe be able and to. And does enjoy. this one have a lot of like the historical references that the other Assassin's Creed yes, have? That's you know, that's what I've always loved about these games is yeah. is the way they're able to take historical moments and 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 it's it's, it's like a historical fiction, right? Because they yeah. put their own spin so on them. Characters in the game, right. In some of the historical things that happen, exactly. In, history. in fact, you know, when the uh, what was it that 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 uh, uh, burned down the cathedral? Oh, uh, Notre, uh, Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. When that burned down, they actually were able to take some of the information that uh, Ubisoft, the developers that made it, had compiled to make it within their game and use that for You're the reconstruction. Me. Yeah, they actually yeah. used the video game. Stuff yep. to help recreate what was damaged in the fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they took pictures for 3D stuff inside because they wanted to model it as accurate as possible. Wow. And they had all that data saved, and they're like, "Here you go." Yeah, and I mean, this isn't even a big time investment either. 20, 25 hour, uh, or twenty to twenty-five hours tops to you know really get through the story. Uh, and it's only free though on Ubisoft's uh, UPlay on PC. So go and download Ubisoft's Uplay and you can get it for free right now for the next week. Uh, you can still get this and play this of course on you know PlayStation 4, Xbox and PC, but it won't be free there. Free is the price for me. Mm-hmm. And free is the price for me also and hopefully free is the price for you. So there's your free game of the week. We do have another game recommendation coming up for you later in the show when we get to the patient gamer. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you could be quarantined in a house with video game characters, which characters would you want to be stuck with? We're going to discuss our video game quarantine dream teams coming up next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, what's up? I'm Robbie from Checkpoint XP. And I'm Jake from the Overwatch League casting team. And together, we're your hosts of the Owl's Nest. With the Overwatch League up and running again, we'll be bringing you all the latest from the league and within Overwatch. But it's important that we all do our part to flatten the curve by staying home during the COVID-19 outbreak. So stay home. Stay healthy. And we'll see you every Friday night on the Owl's Nest before the Overwatch League weekend. Check it out at the Checkpoint XP YouTube channel or at CheckpointXP.com. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who gamer raged so hard over the weekend over a series of unjust kills in Warzone. He smashed his prize controller. No. Me, James Campbell. Yes. The like donut, donut one? Con- yeah, the donut oh, controller no. is toast. Oh, the, 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 the Simpsons one? Yeah. I oh, got- no. Can we just play some sad music and just remember a, mo- a moment of silence for the for the pink donut controller? <laughs> yeah. It's it uh, sad. But it's my own fault. So <laughs> I understand. But I am now on Team Hackers. I agree with all the people playing Warzone that say it's nothing but hackers. <laughs> all these hackers kept killing me, and I broke my controller. All right. If you're like most people, you're stuck. Uh, you're stuck at home right now, uh, abiding by social distancing rules during this COVID nineteen crisis. And here at Checkpoint XP, we're wondering what it would be like to be quarantined with some of your favorite video game characters stuck in your house. Yeah. So that's right. We're gonna we're gonna play a little game here. We go around the room and we're gonna draft ourselves a, a, a quarantine roster. You know, basically, uh, just like you said, if you were to be trapped in a house for you know. Who knows how long at this point with five video game characters, who would you choose? Okay, now we need rules. What we are the do have rules? rules. So the ground rules is is that, uh, first of all, when you choose a character, you have to have a reason as to why you're choosing that character. Okay. And if a character gets chosen, you cannot choose, and no one else can choose that character either. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say that once a character is chosen, that game oh, no way. You is can't say off that. That the game list. Is off. That's right. That game is off the list. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go first. And I'm going to go ahead uh, and grab uh, Tali Zora from Mass Effect. Uh, she's an alien, obviously, but the the Quarians, which is the type of race she is, are very, like, technically prow, right? This so when it, when it comes to, like, tech stuff and, like, inventions and whatnot, no matter what we have with Tali Zora in our house, we are never losing Wi-Fi. We're probably going to have 7G by the end of the first week. We are set there. James, why don't we go ahead and go with you next? All right. Well, if I have to base things on priorities, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys will let me keep both these guys because to me they're they're two characters, oh, but mm. I think they combine to be one. I'm going with those stoner aliens, Tojam and Earl, for Ooh. obvious reasons. You know what? Okay. You know what? All right. I'll, I'll I let you get have both elevated of them. with sure. Tojam and Earl. This is like a, a Tom Brady pick. You just reached yeah. all the way down for the real champions here. Heck yes. All right. Um, I think who I'm going to go with for my first pick is. Leon Kennedy from the Resident Evil series. I'm sorry, Leon? Leon, yeah. I just I like calling <laughs> him Leon. No, I was like, Leon? Okay. Um, Leon. But you. Leon, only because I want to be prepared in case COVID-19 does turn into a zombie apocalypse. I'm that's ar- a good one. No, that's I'm a good already one. set. He's killed a lot of them, and yeah. that way I can be the schlub just, you know, surviving. You know what? I actually went a similar route with my next pick. I'm going to go with Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Just in oh. case, like you said, if we go full apocalypse, I need to know that I have someone who can help us survive, right? That's funny. Uh, survive because you think she's going to fight off aliens or some sort of I'm sorry. zombies. Have you, have you, have you played any Have you played any of the new Tomb Raiders? She's a badass. I believe she's a badass, but like I had I had her on my list, but now she's gone, but I had her for <laughs> much other reasons. That's, that's, the, that's the real reason you're talking yes. crap there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. all right. So you took her off my list, but you know what? I have a replacement because I'm still going for the sex appeal. I'm looking oh, to repopulate oh, after man, the quarantine geez. once everybody's gone. So I'm going with Mad Moxie. From Borderlands. Oh, that's not a bad one. She can scream okay. at me with her megaphone anytime. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Deep pull. Um, I think I'm going to take somebody that I, I can't believe wasn't a, a first round draft pick. Uh, Mario. The guy is always up for playing anything that you want. You want to play some tennis? Mario does it. You want to do go-karting? Mario's going to do it. You want to go and play golf even? <laughs> Dude, I got you covered. Mario's my boy. And just in case the toilet gets backed up, he's a plumber. Ooh, extra bonus points. Mm-hmm. You think he still uh, has the old family <laughs> recipe for the spaghetti sauce? Oh, of course. I'm going to taste that sauce. All right. See, I actually thought you were going to take one of my picks there. So I'm going to go ahead and get this one out of the way, even though uh, I wouldn't have uh, uh, put it as one of the, 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 the essential ones. But just in case my girlfriend Katie doesn't make it through the pandemic, I'm going to go with Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean Blasphemous. Why is it blasphemous? She is going to. We're never going to see you again. As soon as this show airs, you're just going to disappear off the face of the planet. I think Robbie just wants to go back and spend some time with Tifa. (laughs) Tifa's Tifa's come up quite a bit on the show this week. Ah, yeah. All right. What's your next one here? My next one is Duke Nukem. Oh, God. And I got Duke Nukem for the same reason you have Laura Croft. Oh, for the same uh, reason you have. I don't know. Duke has an abrasive personality. That's why I love him. We can talk trash together, and he can save me. I'll be his. I'll be his. It's damsel in distress. I, I, don't I, I think by the end of this, Mad Moxie is probably going to put both of you out of your misery. <laughs> That's a good possibility. That's a good possibility. Weird beard. I think I'm going to take the farmer from Stardew Valley only because I've wanted to start a garden since by uh, by being quarantined. So you're going to make somebody else do it for you? Hell, if you had the ability to automate and have free slave labor, would you not do it? Yes, I will totally okay. have somebody to grow my garden. Wow. <laughs> what, what kind of crops are you guys going to grow? Uh, cabbages and... Oh. Uh, other stuff, so nobody will ever try to rob us for food. <laughs> well, we won't go eat at their house. It's going to be nothing but a fart factory over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All right, so speaking of food, my next pick, 
cooking mama. Going to make sure that we constantly have some Ooh. good eats this whole time. Because eventually if DoorDash or like you know some of these, uh, these other places go down, they can't be delivered. We're going to need food here. Well, I'm glad you guys went down the food uh, aisle too because the, my next pick is also food related. And I want the Burger Time Chef. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not bad. Not how, do bad. You, how do you take your burgers? Uh, medium well. I okay. like I like a little pink in the middle, but okay. not too pink. All right. Barbarians. Uh, my next choice, I feel like I'm just grabbing a bunch of mascots, but I think <laughs> Sonic would be fun too. Only though, I would take the Sonic from the most recent movie since he talks. He has kind of a sense of humor. And uh, it'd be like, uh, whatever the, the guy who voiced him, Ben something or other. He's funny. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. He's he a bench warts? Yes. All right, so so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it all on you guys. I'm gonna switch this up with this last round here. This last round, we don't get to pick the last person for our house. The other two do. So, Mr. Oh. Beard and James, you guys get to pick my fifth house member. Oh, I already have one for him. You already have one? Yes. Okay, are we, are we picking somebody to help the cause, or are we picking somebody to annoy him? Oh, to annoy him, absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'm We're, on board for this. I, you brought me on by talking about a Borderlands character earlier. Yeah. Robbie is about to be trapped with Claptrap. But here, no, oh, you know Claptrap. <laughs> All right, so you know what? I'm going to let that go because I don't think Claptrap is annoying. Oh, and on no. top of that, that me- but that means that it opens it up because uh, one of the rules was you can't pick uh, 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 two characters from the same game. But it's from Claptrap, well, Claptrap from the first Borderlands, his was the second. Sure, I'll all right, Moxie from the there second. Fair one. enough. Fair enough. All right, all right. So now we get to pick someone for James. Here. Yeah, let me have it. Uh, all right, you know I got one for him. James, you're a, you're a music man, right? Yeah, I like, I like to think I am. Parappa the rapper. That's fun though. You are nice. To James, yeah, because, okay. yeah, because is James a, is nice to me. I was waiting for him to think that was a punishment. Me and <laughs> rapper, the rapper? We're going to be busting raps left and right, waiting for their mixtape to drop. It's going to be straight fire. Yeah, so uh, finally, we get, to, we get to decide who's going in with Mr. Beard. The Sword of Damocles is hanging over my head right mm-hmm. now. Who are you going to pick? Yeah. What do you think? You got any ideas Well, I have a there? few that I, I've wrote down. Okay, so what do you got? My first is The Noid. The Noid? Yeah, the <laughs> Yo-Noid, the Domino's yeah, commercial the Domino's mascot guy. Oh, that turned into game. a video game. Have you seen that guy? Yes, yes. I can't think of a more, more annoying recall. person. I recall. That I mean, is that? please don't sentence me to that, because that's worse than death. Well, those are the picks that I have, so let's see what All Robbie right, has I, I think, uh, technically not a character, but you know that someone has to be driving it. So whoever the bus driver is for the party bus in Fortnite... I want them every day after work to have to come home to Weird Beard. <laughs> they got to come and they got to complain to Weird Beard about all, all the dumb yep. stuff that happened on the, uh-huh. the party bus. While That's right. Dropping That's right. all these people to drop into the whatever land the Fortnite world is called. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> I love him having to listen to the grapes. All right, the we're going to do it. The, 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 the party bus driver in Fortnite. And then there's one more thing I want to do here. We're actually going to bring in producer Callie because we're all being quarantined with video game characters. I think that she should as well. So uh, here's a little bit of the rules, though. We don't have a whole lot of time left, so uh, we're going to do this a little bit different. Callie, you get to pick your first two, and then we're going to help you out by picking your last three. Uh-oh. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, you're being quarantined with five video game characters. Who are you picking? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to take some people that are going to help me survive this mess, because I'm sure you guys are going to pick really useful people for me. Super useful. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to take Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark, classic right. from the 90s, yep. badass woman, yep. into it. Yep. Uh, and then I'm also going to pick any character from the Left 4 Dead games. They are zombie-killing <laughs> machines, <laughs> so good. when this evolves into the zombie apocalypse, I am going to be covered. All right, Bill's James, here. you get to pick the first one. All right, so I'm going to say, uh, to go along with your uh, your quarantine dream team there, 
How about uh, Waluigi? You know what? <laughs> no, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. You know, well, he, I, he's real athletic. He shows up in all of the uh, all the party games, right? He's there for tennis. He's there for volleyball. Sure. He's okay. there for baseball, right? Hard to reach spots, too, although you have that down anyway. Yeah, but, I'm, good, uh, I'm good there. Yeah. Great. Waluigi. He didn't ah! make it into Smash, but he's going to make it into my house. Mm-hmm. I am going to give you and, and bequeath upon you the owl from Legend of Zelda yeah. Operator of Time. Because anytime very you hold wise. a conversation, you're going to accidentally hit A one too many times and no. have to hear the same thing Very over wise. Again. No, very wise. Yes. That mm-hmm. is straight out of my childhood, and I hate you. All right. Well, I think I have. Don't worry, because I have all these no. guys. Uh-oh. I have no. all these guys beat. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to give you the one, the only, what could possibly oh, go God. wrong, Bubsy the Bobcat, to round out your quarantine dream I cannot team. put the gun in my mouth fast enough. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, you have a history of Bubsy, I heard. Uh, yeah, I have a long history with Bubsy. Those games were awful. They ruined my childhood. I still hate them to this day. They're making new ones, which is unacceptable. All right, how do you? How, how, first of all, how can you say that it ruined your childhood and you hate them when you yourself have actually willingly played every single one? We need to talk about the word willingly. <laughs> And what it meant back when you got one game over the weekend, and it wasn't your turn to pick. We need to, we need to talk about what that was like back in the day with the video I'm, I'm store. Just, I'm just saying that, that that you actually have words that have been said at one point or another about one of them that you said this is the best Bubsy game yet. All right, there's the, our quarantine dream team. Well, not really dream team. Some uh, some dream characters, some not so dream worthy characters. Nightmare spend, characters. Yeah, to spend the quarantine Happy with, with mine. Yeah, Robbie made out pretty good. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to my time with Parappa the Rapper. Boo. Yeah, what would your quarantine dream team be uh, in terms of video game characters? Let us know on social media. You can uh, let us know on Facebook or shoot us a tweet at Checkpoint XP. All right, coming up, we're going to let you know who failed it this week and how does it involve the hot new game Valorant. But first, Robbie's going to check the gaming headlines. What do you have coming up, Robbie? Oh, you are never going to believe what game is being taken off the shelf in China. What? Off the shelf in China? Well, it's all next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis, but he's not busy producing content for the Checkpoint XP brand. You can find him overworked in the overcooked kitchen. Weird beard. It's so stressful and frustrating to play that game. You're a chef in a kitchen, and you have to play it with somebody else, and you're always constantly calling for, like, plate the food, please! And it's just, there's no polite way to boss people around in that game. (laughs) Sounds like a very stressful way to blow off some steam. I don't think, I don't, am I blowing off steam? I feel like I sign up for, like, creating more. Yeah, more stress. The life of a kitchen gamer. We know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at them pretty fast, and they don't always have the time to keep up on some of the newest games that come out. We have a patient gamer game suggestion coming up in a bit, but first... Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal! My goodness! It's another eSports gaming update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Gamers around the world are finding creative ways to keep themselves entertained during the quarantine, and some gamers in Toronto, Canada have taken to projecting a screen on the side of an apartment building to have a drive-in movie gaming experience. Drive, hold on. A drive-in movie gaming experience. Yeah, well, you know, drive-in movies are on the giant big projector screens, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're doing that, but it's like it's on the building outside, like on the side of an apartment building. So imagine oh. imagine looking out your window, living in an apartment, and the building next to you, you know, has Pac-Man on it. Oh, or, or, they're, cool. or they're playing Fortnite or something. Well, I, feel, I think it'd be even cooler for a video game. But what if you had a game like Rampage? 
on the big screen. Oh, like where they're building. <laughs> yeah, so you see buildings. like, you know, uh, Lizzie the Lizard or Ralph, uh, you know, well, climbing yeah, yeah. up and pound, punching windows. Yeah, with with as as realistic as some of these games are getting, you know, imagine, you know, doing something like 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 The Last of Us or some horror game on the side of a building. Oh, you're going to you're going to really and mess up some kids. Imagine yeah. the person who's building or projecting that on yeah. waking up to giant projections of monsters outside your screen. I don't know. I mean, it sounds fun and innocent at first, but there could be some real victims here. This weekend, the Overwatch League, the Philadelphia Fusion continued their dominance with two more wins over the Paris Eternal and the Atlanta Reign, though both teams did take the Fusion to a Game 5. San Francisco Shock got revenge over the Los Angeles Gladiators with a clean sweep, and the Houston Outlaws also nabbed two more wins, uh, increasing their uh, place in the standings from last to 14th, so slowly moving up the uh, ladders there. Uh, The Vancouver Titans did not have a good weekend back since they last played at the start of the season, but uh, we'll be be talking a little bit more about that coming up in the next 10 minutes or so. (laughs) Now, starting, uh, starting at the beginning of the season, were the Philadelphia Fusion expected to do this well this year? The Fusion have actually always been on paper a very good team. You know, they uh, they were, I believe it was eighth seed in, uh, or no, uh, uh, sixth seed, I think, in, in the inaugural season. Six or eight, somewhere around there. Uh, but And they did go to the grand finals where they lost to the London Spitfire. But last season, they didn't do so great. Uh, Carpe, their star player, kind of a little bit of an off season. Uh, it was a weird one for everyone with the compositions and the meta that was going on, but he's really, really bounced back this year. And the two rookie supports that they have in Alarm and Funny Astro have really added a lot to the uh, to the roster, so I don't think it's a surprise that they're doing so well. But maybe that they're doing as well as they're doing. Do they win it? Do they win it all? Ooh, uh, if they can keep this up, they're at least obviously going to be in, in playoff contention. Uh, but when it comes down to it, going up against teams like the Shock or uh, even the Paris Eternal, who are looking really good this year, uh, you know, man, uh, like they say in sports, any given Sunday, like I say in Overwatch, any given payload. Animal Crossing has been lighting up social media for weeks now as people all over the world design and manage their island getaways. But some stores in China have started to pull the game from their shelves. What? Animal Crossing allows its players to design and customize clothes and paintings and all sort of stuff. And some players have started sharing their creations in, uh, in light of the Hong Kong protest. And as a, resort, uh, as a result, some retailers are pulling the game from the shelves. Because people have created protesters in the game. That's right. Now the, the country is having retailers pull the game from the shelf. That's right. That's crazy. That's that that crazy. is pretty insane. Yes. At what level is does it just become petty? You know what I mean? Like people being upset and being mad. We're kind of blessed like in this country that that's something that's just accepted. I wouldn't even know how to operate. You know what I mean? Where you can't even make what you want a character in a video game to wear because they'll just take it all away from you. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I get upset when I get banned on like Twitch or other things for doing things that I feel are totally socially acceptable. I can't even imagine <laughs> this, like the whole country deciding to have a game get yanked from the shelves due to the fact that a character's got something that says, I don't like Hong Kong. In the midst of COVID-19, keeping everyone at home, Google is looking to capitalize and grow their base. They've made Stadia Pro free for two months. Okay, so if you're hold one on. Of the, whoa, 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 what? Do you even know what Stadia is? That is Google's like online game. Don't you have to buy like a controller? So you it's, buy a controller, plug it into your TV, connect it to the internet, and then you can play It's Google VR games? stuff. Oh, it's, it's not. No, it's not. Essentially. Do okay, you- Weird Beard, I need you to just stop. Let me finish the Uh-oh. news story first of all. 
They've made Stadia Pro free for two months, so if you're one of the ones who invested in their new cloud gaming platform, you're off the hook for a few months. If you didn't, this could be your chance to get in. Now, what cloud gaming is, is this idea that you don't need a computer or a console to be able to play all the new best stuff, right? Okay. Basically, Google plays it on their own computer somewhere and streams the game itself to you. So you could you could play something like Warzone, which is a 100 gigabyte download yeah. on your phone at the exact same quality that you could on a $3,000 computer. In theory, that's what it is. Now, when I said it was VR, I don't mean necessarily that it's like you put it on and it's actual virtual reality. No headsets and joysticks. No, and it's just, it's not accepted. It's like one of those niche little, th- you know what I mean? It's cool. Some people are really into it, but this is not. The idea of it. They yeah. haven't actually capitalized on it. Because right now, what it is, all the games that are offered along with the Google Stadia subscription, they're not new games. They're games that have already been out. So why would I, as a gamer, want to go and play on the, you know, the fancy cloud, uh, uh, you know, computing Google Stadia with games that I already have. Now, if it takes off, the type of stuff they can do with this would be amazing. Being able to create worlds the size of which we haven't seen yet. Uh, uh, you've seen the movie Ready Player One? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, inside this virtual world and yeah, stuff a, like that. It's a fantasy I have on a daily basis. Yes, that's the type of stuff that in the future, if it was widely adapted and there was a lot of money put into it, that Google Stadia could, in theory, do but right now, like virtual reality, no one's using it, so it's kind of dead on arrival. So the free for two months, what, you're just getting access to old games? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. The ESRB is taking a step against loot boxes that may have that they that many have been wanting for years. They're adding on a tag to their official ratings that indicates the game contains randomized loot boxes. For those who don't know, loot boxes are in-game crates that can be purchased for real money that contain random cosmetic items. James, do you think loot boxes are bad for games as a whole? Um, like the concept in general. I hate the concept only because I've been burned by buying loot boxes and PUBG trying to get cool masks and stuff. And but you know own. what you're getting into. I know. It's just it, To me, it's just a way to expose gamers to another way to gamble. So how would, how would you describe what a loot box is? Like why would I buy this thing? Why am I spending real life money on this? It's like buying a pack of baseball cards, but in the game. So instead of getting a cool player that you... You, you admire in baseball, you could possibly get a cool item or a cool skin that you can use in the game, essentially. It's in-game baseball cards. That's how I look at it. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Gaming News Update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thank you, Robbie, for that update. Now, earlier, you heard Carpe from the Philadelphia Fusion nail it earlier in the show when he hit that 4,000th death blow. Now it's time to find out who failed it this week. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. This week's failed it comes from the newest hot game, Valorant. The biggest game is streaming on Twitch and is in closed beta access, which means you have to be invited to play the game. One of the downsides of having early access, though, is the prevalence of bugs that can break the game. One such case, as reported by user Akiri Matsu, was the most upvoted post on the Valorant subreddit for a few days, showing the game absolutely breaking when a weird glitch happened. Mid? Oh, wait. What? What? Wait, what? 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 Oh, no, 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 no. What? What? CT side? No, 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 we won't. While it's unfortunate, that's the price to pay for having the ability to play such a great game early on. To me, seems like more than a fair enough trade, though. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com.
Now, Capcom's Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes have been huge hits right now. So it should come as no surprise that there's rumors they're also working on a remake for Resident Evil 4. That's right. There's nothing that has been officially confirmed by Capcom yet, but there have been some leaks of what looks like basically full production that has been done on the game. Now, uh, I've never been a big Resident Evil fan uh, myself, but isn't 4 like like the best, like like sort of the, the, the top of the mountain for it? Well, what it is is if you played the, the original Resident Evils, it was like a horror game that was known yeah. for static camera angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Weird controls. Yes. Resident Evil 4 was the first one where they put the camera over the guy's shoulder. Like a third-person perspective. Yes, and it became closer to an action game than like a survival horror game. There was way more bullets and things to kill, and you yeah, were I like... I think I remember this was the first one available on the Nintendo GameCube, if yes. I'm not mistaken. So, but so that you guys the think they're going to go further? you think we'll also get a remake of 5 and 6 as well? Because those were like bad ones, but weren't they? they don't care because they just released 2, 3 just dropped... Four is obviously in production and ready to hit consoles soon. Why would I not? It's a yeah. It's I feel like it's a cash money. grab. You know, it's they're cashing in on nostalgia, gaming nostalgia from back then. And to me, I think five was horrible because I remember buying five, putting it in my PlayStation Two, and then you needed to connect online to play. And at that point in time. I didn't even know how any of that worked. I didn't have access to any of it. So it essentially was a fifty dollar waste of money. I then had to try to flip on eBay to buy something else. Hopefully, if they if they keep making these and they don't make the prices like $100 each, uh, I might shell out. Maybe. Maybe five, maybe six, but anything past that is too recent. Are there any games you're holding out hope for that they're going to remake? Let us know on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Checkpoint XP. Now, the second game in this long-anticipated series is releasing later this year. You can catch up on the first one and get it for half off on Steam right now. We're going to let you know what game that is coming up next on Checkpoint XP. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team, or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships, and we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. The, the number one esports and video game radio show, Checkpoint XP. With James, Robbie, and Weird Beard, where gaming lives. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging along with me, James Campbell, and as always, Weird Beard. And when he's not custom tailoring Animal Crossing clothes or hatching Pokemon, he's re experiencing Final Fantasy VII. Mr. Robbie Landis, you have a favorite moment you've relived so far? Oh, you know, what's what's most interesting, honestly, as I'm going through it, is to see what they decided to keep and what they decided to change and how they've expanded on stuff. Because there's certain scenes which in the original one might have just been like a hallway that you run through. They've now turned in like entire missions oh, wow. centered around just like that one screen. That's really expensive. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I cannot recommend this game enough. I can't wait till you guys buy it and give it to me and I can <laughs> check it out for myself, too. We know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at you fast, and you don't always have the time to keep up on the gaming news, let alone all the latest games. So we're bringing you The Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weirdbeard are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years ago or more that you might have missed. Something that's easy to get into and well worth the time. And Weirdbeard, what game are you suggesting this week for The Patient Gamer? 
Psychonauts, and it follows the player character Raz, a young boy gifted with psychic abilities who runs away from the circus to try and sneak into a summer camp for those with similar powers to become a Psychonaut, a spy with psychic abilities. From this day forward, you are all psychic soldiers, paranormal paratroopers, mental marines who are about to ship out on the adventure of their lives. Lily, a deranged man-man is building an army of psychic death tanks to take over the world. And there's no one who can stop him, except for you and me. Oh my god! Let's make out! So Psychonauts is kind of a fun platformer game. A platformer is a game to where you're like uh, jumping around. It's about movement and collecting things. So that would be like your Jack and Daxter, your Crash Bandicoot, your Spyro, your anything like that. Except this one gets by on being... Uh, interesting. Instead of having levels that are like of a crazy world that you just live in, yeah. you're going inside people's heads. Okay, it's like so, like an astronaut goes into outer space, a psychonaut goes into somebody else's psyche. There you go. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and it was done by Tim Schafer, who's a, a very well-known game developer in Double Fine Studios. Um, and really, the biggest thing of why you should be playing this game now is that you can be like a time traveler. And I mean that in the sense, <laughs> got the look. Uh, you could be a time traveler. This game came out 15 years ago. People have been waiting for the second game in this series for 15 years. And it comes out later this year. So you don't have to this, wait the This 15. also looks like a great game that even if you maybe don't want to play it yourself, put the control in your kid's hand and, yep. and, and let them play it oh, along absolutely. with you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you can play this game. Uh, it's half off on Steam right now for like five bucks. Uh, and you can get it. Play it, and then you don't even have to wait that long for the second one that's going to be releasing later on this year. That's awesome. It looks uh, looks very cool. It looks very almost like Tim Burton esque. Like the, the I thought one of the, the characters. Art. I'm like, isn't he from the Nightmare Before Christmas? I think I know exactly which <laughs> yes. one you're talking about. One of the Mad Scientists in yep, the trailer, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. It looks very cool. So and for five bucks, especially because it's only the average play time is about 17 hours, 17 and a half hours. So you're not having to invest an entire like month and a half to beat this game. Pick it up, play it a couple of times. Before you know it, you'll be done with it. Yeah, all you can play it for bucks. about an, an hour a day for about a month or so. Exactly. And, uh, you'll have the game knocked out in no time. Awesome. That's a great recommendation there for the patient gamer, helping you get back on track with some of the hit games you may have missed. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Calling all cosplayers. Don't let this quarantine stifle your creativity. We want to see your best quarantine cosplay. Upload your best cosplay that you've created during your stay at home to get into the running to score a $100 gift card to Joanne Fabrics and Craft Store and put that towards your next cosplay adventure. Whether it's a completed masterpiece or a collage of the process, make sure to upload your photo today to win at CheckpointXP.com slash contests. All right, Robbie, we got uh, we got some talking to do here. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, uh, you dropped some stats on some of the Overwatch League gameplay that happened uh, over the weekend, and uh, you were helping me pick out like a, a team for Overwatch. Oh, oh I helped him pick yeah. out a team, he yeah. says. Yeah, pre- you Mr. presented it to me. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I showed you a few of them, and you goes, oh, Sasquatches, I like them. Well, yeah, it is a very cool mascot, but you were also like, yeah, the Titans. They're great. They're like number one last year. They're going to do awesome this well, year. Well, they were number one. I mean, I mean, all right. So, so runner-up champions last year. They didn't actually take take it all, but they were number one seed last year. I think they only dropped like five games out of uh, forty. I think so. Yeah, they were good last year. Well, then you have you watch a couple matches over the weekend, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I watching? 
Yeah. So, what is this? So the Vancouver Titans uh, uh, got clean swept by the Guangzhou Charge, uh, uh, three and zero, oh, and then uh, went uh, one and three against the Chengdu Hunters, which is the weaker of the uh, of the of the Chinese teams as well. Look, man, I. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly what to tell you here. Um, I'm going to blame it all on Fisher, though, the new main tank that they picked up. Uh, because if they would have kept Bumper and uh, uh, Tizzy from last year, who were like masters at Reinhardt and Orissa, the two double shields that are being played right now, it would have been no contest. Now, right? really? okay, hold on. If you had to compare the Vancouver Titans right now to a, a major league sports team, where are they as bad as the Cleveland Browns? Oh, no. Well... He had to pause. He's got to think about it. Here's the thing. Because in the first week of play, you know, they played four games. On the first week of play, they did really well. They did well, yeah. But this past weekend, like, they looked disjointed. They looked like, uh, like, what have you been doing for the past six weeks that you haven't been playing? I was asking them the same thing. Because it's not getting a haircut. (laughs) They all have the same at-home coronavirus bowl cut. (laughs) All right. So they've been at home practicing. All right. So... Something. I don't know what they're doing. James, in Korea, they're like, I don't know if this is just North Korea or South Korea, but they have like government mandated haircuts that everyone has to have. Like they have two so, options, the at-home bowl I, cut or the just, I got out of prison, <laughs> Korean prison cut. I think that they have like six or seven options. I don't know. I don't know. So, James, I'm not Korean. And for those who don't know, you can see what uh, the players on the Vancouver Titans look like by going to the Overwatch League uh, on YouTube and watching a couple of the matches. They usually have a picture of the team. This is the first time I've they, seen. They their, show their starting their lineup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm rooting for these guys. So hold on. Do you do you want to do you want to change your team? Is that I'm what you're talking to about? Team, you're absolutely. changing your team. Already. I'm gonna have to. Uh, okay. I got a bandwagon against another team. I can't. All right. I can't be on what you, a video game esports themed radio program and, and be like, you know what team I like? <laughs> the team that sucks. <laughs> I love the team that sucks. I'm not going to take our show all right, serious. All right, they're two and two. All right, the team that sucks is the Boston Uprising, so don't choose them, all right? Okay. The, so so what do you, Boston, you're out. What, what, what are you thinking then? Do we, do we have to have like a talk where we like go through the teams and get, have, help you make an informed decision, or do you just want to make it based on the mascot again? No, I think we need to make more of an informed decision and not okay. just going solely off the mascot. The Sasquatch think, is cool, but he's not looking like a Sasquatch when he's representing the Titans. I think you just need to leave it up to chance. Honestly, you might just have to put them all on a board and throw a dart. <laughs> or maybe, hey, you guys have a cat or something I can borrow. Maybe have the cat decide which team I should root for in the Overwatch League. They're still using, by the way, they're still using the cat to help do predictions. So, like, the three main analysts normally have a guest on the desk who will also do p- predictions, and they're keeping track throughout the season. And at the end of the season, the loser is getting like a pie in the face or something. Since they can't have a guest on because everyone's doing it from home, they're taking turns having their cat, their cats do the predictions for the matches. The cats have currently outpredicted one of the analysts on the desk. I think you went in. <laughs> that is better than the analyst. I think you just need to commit at this point. The only way that you're going to pick a team and stick with them is if you order some merch, because then you're there locked you in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Well, and, and here's the thing. Again, they're 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 two and two. Everyone has a bad week. So do you really want to jump off? Do you want to be a flip flopper, James? Is that what you are? are? You a flip flopper? I'm not a flip flopper, but I just feel like how did you get beat down so badly just because your other your opponent had two shields? Okay, they had players with two shields. And all I could hear about is they're wielding the double the double shield <laughs> tactic. I'm like, find a way around the shields! Find a way to destroy the shields! We dude, we gotta just give him some Xanax or something. I think so. Have to take a break while I calm down. What's next on the show? I don't know. Social media check-in. <laughs> Our social media producer Chad's been posting daily questions. We'll find out what they were when we come back next on Checkpoint XP. Oh, your blood pressure is through the roof. 
Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting in the Overwatch League, competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. Some teams have also had to forfeit due to COVID-19. Turning our attention to the spring split of the League of Legends LCS, the playoffs are underway and are being played online as well. This weekend will play host to the final two matches of the spring. First, Evil Geniuses take on FlyQuest, with the winner advancing to face Cloud9 in the Grand Finals. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. April 18th was supposed to play host to the mix-up in Lyon, France. However, that event has been postponed until July 18th. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. You can find that over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my god, Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weirdbeard, and the only guy in the room that's been spending his free time trying to trick Riot Games into a beta invite for Valorant. Me, James Cameron. Are you trying to trick them? Well, I'm not. I'm signing up for everything, and then I just put on someone's stream, and then I just walk away and go do other I stuff. I don't think that's tricky. That's a lot of people are doing right now. I've been oh, hearing really? People, I thought I was a genius. Yeah, no, I've been hearing people putting up like eight streams at a time and like watching them like all day trying to get a key, man. Does it's it help cutthroat. if you put up more than one stream? Yeah. Does it really? <laughs> now, <laughs> it increases your chances. Now, yeah. Robbie, do we want to rub it in his face? I was going to say, you know, I got an invite as well myself. What? And, and, and all I've done is play the tutorial and uninstalled it. And I think... Oh. I have an invite, so if I have an invite and Robbie has an invite, that means you're the I'm only, the only loser without an invite! Yeah. What's mm-hmm. up, Valorant? <laughs> I want to play, too! Our social media producer, Chad, has been posting daily questions on our social media uh, over at uh, Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also follow Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And we've pulled some of those questions, and we want to talk about your responses to them. That's right. We've been stepping it up. Usually, it's just like the weekly social media question once a week, but now we are doing these things daily. So if you haven't, get on over there, drop us your answers, and you may be featured on this very segment. So uh, the first one I wanted to see here today, check out some of our answers for uh, people were asked to name a character in a game you absolutely hate. Now, before we get to this, I wanted to throw it to the room here. What are some characters that you guys hate from games? Dr. Robotnik. What? I hate Dr. Why? Robotnik. Why? He, he's the same as Dr. Eggman. Is yeah, he the same person? The same guy. Okay. Like, I hate his stupid body. <laughs> his big, fat, whoa, circular, stay, egg-shaped body. Stop fat-shaming, James. Hey, What's fat wrong shaming. with you? I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Like, I'm not saying, hey, I hate him because he's a fatty. But he annoys me. He just looks silly. He's a he's a video game character. It's a children's with, game. Well, he's got a beard. I don't know. There's something so much about him. He drives around all oh these crazy gosh. contraptions. And yeah, you could have said you hate him because he enslaves little cute critter woodland animals. I and was robots. getting. I was getting to that. Oh, I was, I was getting, getting, to, getting to that part. Okay. But Mr. Social Justice Keyboard <laughs> Warrior over here wanted to call me out first. Who do you guys absolutely? Uh, what hate? about what about you, Weird Beard? Uh, I would probably you guys mentioned him earlier uh, in the show, Slippy from uh, Star Oh, Fox. you do hate Slippy? Yeah, he just sits there over and over again. Well, no, that's Pepe. Uh, that's Pepe. Oh, but it's Pepe. Uh, <laughs> Slippy is the one that's always like, I can't give my pippies and my slippies. Uh, I'm, I'm get, 
getting shot at. Please come help me. And it's like, dude, you're useless as a vi- as a character. Just uh, for me, I'm actually going with something uh, more recent from the Final Fantasy VII remake. One of the new elements that was added to it is a character named Roche. Uh, he basically drives around on a motorcycle, calls himself Speed Demon, and like dances on the mo- like with the motorcycle. Like he flips with the motorcycle and completely defies gravity. And I feel like it, it seems it, it's he sticks out like a sore thumb in the game with the rest of these characters that seem like they fit there and they belong there. It's like someone was like, "Can I please just put in my own character, guys?" And they're like, "Just to shut you up, yes." Who is it? So it's he doesn't fit in you because he's not realistic enough. Yeah, he, he's he's too over. He's too anime, right? Oh, okay. Like he just seems so overblown. Oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up, weird. Too dude. anime for me. <laughs> uh, George on uh, on our social media says claptrap from Borderlands. I get it, but he's also made to be annoying. Oh, so annoying. I'm I'm with you, George. Claptrap can. Shut his trap. Uh, Andrew says Mika Bell from Red Dead Redemption Two. Now he was supposed to be sort of like one of the sub like bad guy characters. Like he was just he was just like a really rotten dude. Uh, Zero Uno says uh, BD from Pokemon Sword. My gosh, can I just get a slap in the face of this character? Please? What's up? What's up with BD from Pokemon? <laughs> so uh, BD is uh, an orphan who was taken uh, and put onto like the track to being a master. Yeah, you annoying by... <laughs> orphan kid, get out of here! <laughs> by by like the CEO or or or, or the president or. or or some guy basically and he's basically all like I'm the chosen one the CEO chose me to be the master so I'm better than you and it's just a, he's slapable like a he trust really fund uh, Pokemon kinda a little okay. bit yeah uh, Blake says Big the Cat from the Sonic series Big the Cat I'm not familiar with Big the Cat from the Sonic uh, he's like series. one of those weird spin off characters that's in the later Sonic games when like, it just gets weird like mm-hmm. once you go past beyond like Sonic and Knuckles when, like when Robbie said it's too anime for me that's that Sonic's too anime <laughs> for me wow alright next question we had was name a game <laughs> With a strong female villain. Oh, God. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first here. Uh, as much as, as, as people hated on them because they were comparing them to Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2, I actually thought that the uh, the two twins from uh, Borderlands 3 uh, were actually pretty good. Like, once you really got into the game, by the end of them, they were actually pretty nasty. One of my favorites, GLaDOS from Portal, ah, is probably the all-time. GLaDOS oh, is a go- yeah, great the robot one. operating mm-hmm. system or whatever. Yep. That, yeah, I can't even think of like, a really strong female villain. I don't play as many video games as you, so... Well, and, and, and to be fair, I do think that, that, honestly, a lot of video games are lacking that department. We're finally getting to the point where strong female heroes Absolutely, are starting yeah. to be more accepted. Yeah, There's been a lot of great ones recently, yeah. but still, still a little lacking in the villain department. But, uh, Terry... Uh, on social media, also brought up GLaDOS. Uh, Billy also Good mentions choice. from Metal Gear Solid, Sniper Wolf. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, always a, a classic one there. Uh, T- Tara says the Dark Queen from Battletoads. That's a blast from the past. That's I reaching the dark way queen back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael says Final Fantasy VIII's Ultimacia. Mm, I'm going to have to disagree on that. Ultimacia was a weak villain. <laughs> Her characterization was, hey, Sorceress from the Future is trying to kill us all. Whack. Uh, big deal. All right, we have a few more social media questions to get to, but in the meantime, are you looking for something to do during quarantine? How about you compete in an esports tournament for charity? The Shutdown Showdown is a weekly Apex Legends tournament with all proceeds benefiting No Kid Hungry. You can check it out every Tuesday in April. It only costs $10 to sign up, and you can sign up solo or with your friends. Get more info or check it out at ugcevents.gg slash shutdown showdown. And again, we were talking earlier about social, some social media questions that we've asked. Strong female villains, characters you absolutely hate. 
We have a few more questions that we put out there last week. Yep, including name a game with a terrible ending. There's a lot. Ooh, a lot of a you lot. know what? I actually I don't like these questions. Like, no? like like this specific question. The idea that an ending can completely ruin a game, right? It can. Mm, no, I disagree. Can you watch a I movie? I disagree. And movies are different. We're yeah. there. Sorry, movies are different, wow, Weird Beard, all right? When it comes the to the game, an ending does not ruin the journey and the memories that you had through 50, 60 hours worth of a game, and it does, maybe it shouldn't be playing them. Does Mass Effect's ending, which I would say no. Mass Effect 3, ooh. No, it does not ruin it. Uh, don't, spoiler alert, it's not everybody's beating off these there, games. There's so a lot of real. people out there that, that thought that it did, but no, Mass Effect Trilogy is still a masterpiece. Let's 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 look at some real actual good opinions and and shut weird beer out of this. Bill says Super Mario Brothers and another castle BS. Well, yeah, but that was just after every castle. You, when you finally get to the final castle, you rescue the Do princess. You, like at the at the very very end, you 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 rescue her, you get her. I don't I don't know that I've ever actually properly beaten a Mario game. You rescue the princess, and then you can play like a different version of the same Mario game that's just more <laughs> difficult than the one you just beat. What about Super Mario Brothers Two? That is actually- it turns into a dream. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love the game, but I hate that everything you just went through was just a dream. I don't know why we're so ragey all of a sudden. Yeah, all right. Uh, George here also has a bad take. I thought Bioshock's endings were bad. Oof. Were they oh, bad? Oh, no, they were great. That's in, what I thought. In, in fact, because uh, Bioshock 1 is like up there with like the Soylent Green like plot twist. Oh, like, really? It's, wow. Is it's, that twisted? It's really good, yeah. Now, hearing that, you might get me convinced to play Bioshock. Yeah, now. you yeah. should. The, the original Bioshock, absolutely. I'll face the fear. Uh, another one we got here. Uh, name a game sequel better than the original. Jean-Paul says, Final Fantasy, take your pick, which I think is a bit of a cop-out. They're technically not sequels to one another. Yeah. They're completely standalone games. Uh, Dan says, Borderlands 2, uh, which is also better than 3. Yeah, okay. I think I'll probably give you that one there. Uh, Sarah saying, I'm genuinely surprised that no one said Mass Effect 2. It is the best of the trilogy, Correct. and it is the second one. So, yeah, I'm going to give you that one as well. Uh, Terrell saying Jack 2 uh, of Jack and Daxter fame. That's also probably a pretty good one. Uh, 3 was also good, but 2 was probably the better of the trilogy there. How did and, nobody uh, mention any of the Mario series? Super Mario Brothers 3? Best one there is. That I, probably is the best it's one. It's not as good as 2, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's still it's, much it's, better than the first it's, one. It's better than 2. Let's Let's be completely honest here. Uh, well, Blake, we also did have Blake said Sonic 2. Do you think Sonic 2 is the best of the Sonic series? Absolutely. Ooh, I was always partial to Sonic and Knuckles. No way. Well, Sonic 2 is the one where they first bring uh, Tails in, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. the one that everybody's played a million times on the Genesis. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Don't you look at me with that snobby look of yours. <laughs> I felt my nose go right in the air. <laughs> All right, if you want to get in on the conversation with us, make sure you check out uh, Checkpoint XP on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Checkpoint XP and find us on Instagram at Checkpoint underscore XP. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening on your local radio station. A big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Checkpoint XP and Facebook. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let the coronavirus get you down.